Welcome to Power Up, a podcast show hosted by Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio that brings life to some of the stories on power electronics technologies and products featured on powerelectronicsnews.com and through other Aspencore media publications. In this show, you'll hear both engineers and executives discuss news, challenges and opportunities for power electronics in markets such as automotive, industrial and consumer. Here is your host, Editor-in-Chief of PowerElectronicsNews.com and EEWeb.com, Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio. Welcome to another episode of uh, Power Up, where we dive deep into the world of electronics, circuit simulation and software. In today's episode, we are going to explore a software tool known as QSpice. QSpice is a free, free analog and mixed signal simulator renowned for its high simulation speed, accuracy and re- reliability. It's a versatile tool that empowers engineers to simulate a wide range of electronic uh, circuits. In this podcast with the QSpice creator, Mike Engerhardt, we will analyze different aspects of this tool. It also accurately models various aspects, such as I2C communication and dynamic register changes during the simulation, reducing the errors and making circuit performance prediction more reliable. Let's talk with Mike. Hi, Mike. Thanks a lot for uh, coming at Power Up podcast. How are you? I'm doing well, Maurizio. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Mike. Where are you located, Mike? I'm in Sunnyvale, California. Good. So today we will talk about uh, simulation tools, so circuit design analysis and uh, your uh, QSPICE. But before that, Tell, tell us more about you. Give us a little bit of your background. Well, I, um, I've written a lot of simulators. My educational background was physics, and I've written simulators for uh, uh, nuclear uh, interaction, uh, charge particle optics. I've done a lot of work with charge particle optics. I've done some important work for simulating how to find oil for oil exploration. But uh, the most of the simulators I've written were for uh, analog circuit design. And I've been involved with SPICE internals since the, since the 1980s. Good. So let's start uh, introducing uh, what are simulation circuit tools. So why they are so important in, in electronics for, uh, for engineers. So in uh, engineering in particular, in optimize, optimizing uh, circuit performance, reducing uh, development time and costs in particular. So maybe please also share some uh, examples, real world examples of how simulation circuit tools have been used to solve uh, uh, problems, challenges, complex engineering challenges. Well, the most important thing that a circuit simulator will do for you is help you understand the circuit better. It develops your intuition of that circuit. It, um, you know, with with today's um, multi-layer boards and surface mount, it's very awkward to change values or reroute traces or really work on the board or even measure um, uh, certain uh, currents in, in the board because they're simply not accessible when you're looking at this printed circuit board on the bench. So what a circuit simulator does is it it lets you understand the circuit much better than you can by actually dealing with the hardware. That's the most important thing it does. 
Now that falls into um, productivity in that it makes circuit design less error prone. You understand the circuit, you know how to deal with um, the odd behavior you might see, you know what you have to do to um, uh, to test that it will, um, uh, you, you know, you know if it fails in environmental testing, you have a better idea how to correct the circuit so it passes environmental testing. Uh, that's really what it does. And um, so SPICE has actually moved to board level design from IC design for the same reason that it was useful in IC design. SPICE was originally about designing ICs because it's so difficult to reroute traces and change component values on an integrated circuit after you're looking at this dice under, uh, after you're looking at a die at a microscope, you know, and, and not everybody has focused ion beams and can redeposit new tungsten traces to reroute uh, um, the IC and try different uh, things that, that didn't work in, in practice. So that's that's what it, it does. And um, for real world examples, the thing that really leaps off the page for me is that I've been able to, um, and I, this is just going to be my personal real world examples. I'm not going to try to you know, say what other people are getting. So that's why it's it's focused on, on, on my benefit from circuit simulation. I've been able to author a number of inventions that I would never have thought of had it not been for circuit simulation. For example, um, it's actually possible to beat Johnson uh, Nyquist Johnson noise. You can make a resistor with less noise than Johnson Nyquist noise. You just have to make it nonlinear, and then you um, the whole yes. you know you know usually uh, Johnson Nyquist noise is um, you know it's inescapable. There's nothing if that's your IV curve, that's your noise. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, but uh, if you have nonlinear um, uh, resistor, you can use it at a point where it has less noise than the Johnson Nyquist noise. And I would never have gotten to that conclusion had it not been from circuit simulation. Uh, another example is, um, you know, I've dealt a lot with switchboard power supplies. I've literally debugged hundreds of thousands of switchboard power supplies in simulation. And I've come to a, um, a way of understanding them, which is, I think, is very hard to get to unless you've had that experience. And in that, um, you know, I have been able to invent new slope compensation schemes that makes it possible to compensate a current mode controller every bit as well as a voltage mode controller with a perfect input voltage, which normally is not possible. Um, you know, it just turns out that people are using entirely the wrong slope compensation function. And often they're actually using the wrong sign of slope. I mean, it's that gross of an error. It's, you know, the whole slope compensation in current mode controllers is more folklore than, um, uh, than, information how it should be doing uh, how you should do it no i would never have gotten to that point had it not done had it not been from massive amounts of experience in simulating switchboard power supplies okay so let's see now qspice so qspice is a, a new creation of uh, of you uh, let's explore uh, let's explore the main uh, features uh what is qspice uh, what are the differences uh, with the other circuit uh, simulation software? So tell me more about uh, your new tool. Okay, so QSpice uh, started out as a as a mission to get Spice right. You know, it's a Spice is a complicated code, and even mm -hmm. if you've had people from the original Berkeley CAD group explain it to you and explain why it was written the way it was, it's still a very difficult code. So it was. I started the QSpice project just as a mission to get SPICE right once in my life. 
there's three aspects to it that um, make it important. One aspect comes directly from that mission, and that is that it has better spice basics. You know, it re- eliminates all the device IV curve discontinuities. There's countless singularities that have been removed. Uh, there's um, and it's and the time step control is completely revamped. So it's a much more robust device pro- program that I've otherwise ever seen. The second aspect to the QSpice that makes it relevant is its uh, extended capabilities. And and they're the extended capabilities is that you can present a massive amount of digital logic to your SPICE simulation. And you can do it easily. You can literally just draw a symbol, type in some C++ code or Verilog code, and QSpice includes optimizing compilers to reduce that source to native Intel object code and run it as as a as a native program during the simulation. So your 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 digital logic actually evaluates faster in simulation than it probably does in hardware, and that's that has um, um, uh, a huge benefit for circuit design because it allows you to simulate a literal example of your circuit instead of making a bunch of simplifications that may make it so that your simulation is no longer relevant. It makes the process, uh, um, uh, it allows you, allows you to simulate a literal version of your circuit and it makes the pro- design process, it makes applying information from the simulation less error prone. And then the third thing is that QSpice uses the GPU and this allows the waveform data to be uh, plotted without having to do any smoothing and compression. So because the waveform viewer is fast enough, you can just look at exactly what was simulated every single time step you can see exactly what it's doing. It's completely transparent as to what's happening. And uh, uh, that um, uh, that's a benefit for circuit design. It also means that every time everything that it plots, whether it's CAD objects or waveform data, you always have desktop publishing quality uh, graphics to everything you're doing all the time. It doesn't look like you're you're uh, you're trying to do your simulations in a 1970 pong game. There, there are no pixels to be seen. So talking about uh, accuracy, so this would play uh, an important role in uh, in simulation tools, of course. So uh, how does uh, QSpice ensure high levels of uh, accuracy in its uh, simulations? Okay, there are um, accuracy and robustness are inseparable in analog circuit simulation. The more accurate it is, the more robust the solver is. If it's not accurate, the circuit can wander off into some non-physical state, and you'll never get the solution. You end up with uh, all sorts of convergence problems. But if the simulator is accurate, then it can solve your your um, your physical circuit. So that's um, that's really where I get the robustness that I spoke about. Is that I, I solve the circuit more accurately. It um, there's a lot of things that go into um, implementing an accurate simulator. It uh, well, time step control, uh, the way you integrate differential equations. QSpice has um, uh, a number of original methods of predictor corrector methods for integrating the differential equations. Uh, things that I've I've never seen done in any Spice program before. It um, uh, carefully chooses whether to solve thing solve uh, quantities in. 64-bit precision, normals double precision, or an 80-bit extended precision throughout the whole software. It uses different precision for different things. So it uh, carefully does that. That's how it gets its robustness is by being more accurate. QSpice has an entirely new time step control. And Mm -hmm. 
that's uh, where it um, that does a lot for accuracy, but it also um, it means that if you say you want a relative tolerance of 0.1%, and if you simulate a sine wave, your noise floor is 60 dB down. If you want an accuracy of a part per million, your noise floor is 120 dB down. So it, it gets uh, um, uh, it, it tries to get, solve things as, as accurately as you ask for. It has the capability of figuring out what time steps to use to solve quantities as accurately as you want. Okay, good, thanks. So let's talk uh, a little bit in details about uh, applications. So how uh, QSpice would handle um, complex simulation involving uh, radio frequency or power circuits. So like editor of power electronics, I have to ask this the, uh, this one, what advantages so would offer in these scenarios? Also considering the advent even more of wideband gap. I'm not talking uh, sitting over by the devices only, but also gallium nitride. Okay, the, um, as far as RF, QSpice is going to solve for the full nonlinear behavior of your nonlinear circuit. It will do it at RF, and it does it fast enough that uh, you can also extract low-frequency behavior. You know, if you have some low-frequency feedback loop closed or, you know, in the sideband of the RF, it can handle that problem very well, and it will handle it without making any uh, approximations that will solve your exact circuit. For wide band gap, QSpice extends the device equations so that it can handle wide band gap devices as native circuit elements. You know, I've extended the MOSFET device equation so that a um, gallium nitride device, gallium nitride, it can be uh, stimulated directly. You know, without using a stump circuit, it will it will, it will simulate the, the native gallium nitride nitride device. And for uh, this has been extended to um, silicon carbide JFETs. And even you know, the, the the Corvo specific products of cascode configuration is a native circuit element. You know, there that uh, in doing that eliminates internal nodes because you can have an equivalent circuit that behaves exactly like your two dice and inductors and all that stuff, and it handles all that. Uh, and actually, that comes back into the RF a little bit. QSpice has uh, the equations in it so that if you put in the dimensions of a bond wire, it can compute the. Um, inductance and um, uh, uh, resistance of that bond wire, you know, and it's, it actually is probably more accurate than even planet element because it uses the library results from Grover on inductance calculations for those. So it has a very accurate way of computing stray inductances of, of bond wires and a number of other geometries like coils, loops, and strip lines. Okay. So may you share some uh, case studies, success stories where your tool has played uh, an important role in circuit design, also based on your customer feedback uh, from your customer. Well, QSpice is new. It was released earlier this year. So we actually haven't saved any lives with it yet. Okay. No one is, has a pulse today that they wouldn't have had had they not used QSpice. Uh, but in the um, short amount of time that QSpice has been around, Again, just speaking from personal experience, it um, uh, uh, I've had new insights into constant on-time controllers and variations of constant on-time that I would, I don't know how else I could have come to them had I not been able to write a constant on-time controller in, in C++ and quickly look at, you know, rapidly prototype different algorithms. Um, so that was, um, 
that was ba- for me, it was basically a spiritual experience, what I learned with Constant On Time this year. Other users have also been using QSpice's ability to do massive amounts of digital logic. There's users mm-hmm. that have posted um, examples on the forum. One uh, uh, um, DLL will allow you to play a .wav file into a, simula- into a simulation. Another user implemented um, uh, SPI in a DLL. So you could, you have a uh, SPI block you can use. Uh, other than that, the uh, feedback I get from users are just uh, you know uh, mostly uh, maintenance issues that I have to take care of. I haven't had anyone come up to me and say, you know, I I, I saved my children's lives because I used QSpice. That hasn't happened yet. So Mike. Uh, in conclusion, I have uh, the last one uh, question. Thanks a lot for sharing uh, QSpice, uh, your new creation. So there are any best practice tips for uh, beginners looking to get started with uh, QSpice? Okay, well, the first thing you have to do is get it, okay? So that's easy. There's a vanity URL that will go navigate you directly into Corvo's site as to how to initiate getting a, a Q, installing QSpice. And that is www.qspice.com. Then once you get it, you install it. Um, in an installation, you can either install it as the administrator, if you have those rights on your machine, or you can install it as a user. If possible, install it as administrator so that you get previews of files and Windows Explorer and, and um, in the file browser. But anyway, so first you get it, then you install it, and then you need to immediately run some simulations. And if you go to the top level menu of uh, file open demo, there's a dozen examples that try to be illustrative as to uh, uh, what, the, what the thing is capable of including you know, a number of hierarchical designs that show how to model switchboard power supply controllers. Fantastic. Okay, Mike, thank you for joining us at PowerUp. Thank you very much, Maurizio. I really appreciate the interest. That brings us to the end of this episode. Stay tuned with more news and technical aspects about power electronics. If you are listening to this on the podcast page at eetimes.com or powerelectronicsnews.com, Links to articles on topics we have discussed are shown on this page. Power Up is brought to you by Aspen Core Media. The host is Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio and the producer is James Ede.